Welcome everybody to episode 22 of Stupid but Just Irresponsible. My name is Justin Shelley. I am the CEO of Master Computing. And I'm Joe Milo, CIO of Master Computing. Joe, as we love to do, let's talk about something interesting that happened to us this past week. You got anything exciting going on in your world? Uh, exciting. Exciting, they interesting. They got the NCAA bracket uh, oh. has come out, so the NCAA tournament is going to go. We'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good news. Yeah. Uh, so I got a couple brackets filled out. Just because of the whole COVID thing, and there's no telling who's going to go out, um, I use some dice. I'm curious to see how I do against like my actual judgment. Oh, um, I like that. So we'll see. I'm curious too. <laughs> that might need to make an update in a further episode. Yeah, I got a I got a 16 uh, beating a number one. So we'll see what happens. All right, I'm interested. Um, <laughs> I, see, now I'm so far out of this world. I don't really even know what you're talking about. But my wife also not really into sports and uh, definitely not into sports betting. Um, she got roped into one of these at school at her her uh, place of employment. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Just pick random stuff. Right. Which she did. And for a while, it looked like she was going to win. I mean, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't pan out. But uh, as, as the uh, thing progressed, she was yeah. beating it. She, ah, she might have been like second or third place out of 50 people. Well, I mean, so. still to date, since they've been making brackets, no one's ever done one. Yeah. Ever. I think yeah. the closest was the Final Four, I think I remember a few years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Hey, so that's what keeps it interesting and exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah, anybody, yeah, any teacher that has no relation whatsoever to sports can make a bracket and beat everybody that has yeah. all the answers and all the stats. Yeah, she's like, yeah. That, that's a cool sounding name. Oh, I don't like that one. You know, just, yeah. I don't remember yeah, 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 what her exactly, criteria yeah. was. But. Well, sure, yeah, their socks are blue. I like that. Right, Let's right. Go with that. <laughs> and oddly enough, those are, I mean, that's what's cool about March Madness. Anything can yeah. happen. So yeah. cool. So much fun. Uh, I got invited into one and I just kind of walked away. I'm like, ah, I ignored it. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. I'm an idiot. I love this kind of stuff. All right. Well, is that it for your uh, yeah, that weekly was, yeah. Uh, highlights? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've got two I'm going to bring this time. Ooh. I'm trying to decide which order to go in. So I'll, I will start with my truck, Joe. I've been driving a 2008 Toyota Tundra for, I think it's damn near a decade now that I've had this truck. Yeah. I, I mean, this thing was my baby. I love it. Uh, you know, it's it's been 10 years, so it's just a truck now, but still there's there's an emotional attachment. Absolutely. I pulled into my driveway yesterday. No, I pulled out of my driveway because I was heading out and forgot something. So I pulled back into the driveway and turn it off, run inside, do whatever, come back out, turn the key. It cranks. I mean, everything sounds exactly normal except they, she ain't got no... Uh, no fire. <laughs> like just, Is that what you told the mechanic? Uh, <laughs> you know, that's the actual noise that it makes. You. I don't know sure. if you knew that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what a car engine One sounds like. One more time, like. though. <laughs> no, okay, we're, our ratings are dropping. Um, <laughs> but I, I have no idea what's going on with the truck. And yeah. I'd parked it in the middle of the driveway now, so I've blocked my wife's car in the garage, oh, no. the one functional vehicle that we have. And so I just kind of panicked. I, I mean, I called a tow truck and sent it to the shop. Oh, wow. After it went to the shop, now I'm not... I don't have any answers yet, but after it left, my brother-in-law's made some comment. was like, you know, what if it just ran out of gas? Oh, no. And as we sit here today, Joe, I don't know if that's what happened. <laughs> it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, I wasn't the last one to drive it. My son was. So there is a chance oh, that my truck is sitting at the shop having been towed there because it ran out of gas. <laughs> Again, I don't think so because I think I would have seen the light. But I'll share an embarrassing uh, story okay, from good. college. I had to call mom uh, one time. Um in the middle of midterms, you know, I had this crazy test. It's an emergency. I need you up here. My car is not starting. Um, 
Or first I call my dad. He's not answering. My mom answers. She finally gets up there, drives an hour to come see me up at Tix Tech. I had, uh, my car was still in uh, drive. It was not in park. Oh. Uh, so it wouldn't even turn. <laughs> Dude, I've done that one. <laughs> I was freaking out. I've done that one. Oh, boy. That sucks. Yeah. Stupid cars. <laughs> and stupid human brains that just don't, you know, calm down and think stuff through sometimes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it actually kind of plays into our subject of security. You know, we get so busy and overworked and stressed out that we don't think. And that's when we get zapped. So yeah. uh, one more interesting thing that happened to me this week, actually it happened a few minutes ago as we were doing our audio check before we started recording. Joe, I realized that for the first time in listening to my recorded voice, I didn't cringe. <laughs> Some uh, total of 70 podcast episodes in. Wow. We're, we're talking, I don't know, 150 hours probably of recording, and yeah. I've listened to most of it. Yeah. I'm finally getting used to the sound of my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm uh, you're a not million miles away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So... Here we are, you know, the, the podcast is entitled Stupid or Just Irresponsible. I do feel like we need to talk about that title a little bit from time to time, and maybe that means we need to change the title if we have to explain it all the time. But uh, well, It sounds like you just did. I think the name of the title is <laughs> Stupid or Irresponsible. Yeah, well, so. what's it mean, Joe? Why, why do we call it that? Uh, I, it came from a Robin Robbins campaign, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she was asking, you know, it's at what point are you just being stupid and not just and irresponsible? Uh, it's kind of taking the gloves off to to show that complacency isn't. It's not just uh, you know See, being I'm lazy because you, you're on the wrong track. Okay, well, and that's why we me. probably need to talk about it. Sure, uh, it's it's more about when when we are a victim of cybercrime. This is one of the few criminal behaviors where the victim is the one that's kind of attacked yeah. in the aftermath. Called stu- Hey, you, you're stupid. Eh, maybe you're just irresponsible, but it's still your fault that you got breached. Yeah. Right? I mean, in, in, when we're dealing with clients or you know, people who have suffered some sort of a breach, they've lost money, they've lost data, um, it's just kind of the, the atmosphere that we live in is we look at them. What did you do wrong? Well, you didn't have this security in place. Well, you didn't have that protection in place. You hadn't trained people properly here. Uh, you know, we, we blame ourselves, but, you know, you get mugged in a dark alley. You're not usually picked apart for doing things wrong. Right. Not having <laughs> we're, body armor on. We're going after. Being armed. Yeah, right. right. We're going after the bad guy. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a, a play. You know, it, it, we're not really calling people stupid, but that is actually the environment we live in. So. Calling attention to that. It's just kind of messed up. Uh, all right. So that said, Joe, we uh, I think you've got an update for us from uh, kind of an ongoing issue we've been talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So last week we uh, mentioned it just just occurred. Uh, the Microsoft Exchange servers, uh, they found uh, zero-day exploits going on. Um, Joe, in five seconds or less, what is a zero-day exploit? Uh, it's an exploit that's actively being exploited by hackers, like right now like it's currently being exploited okay whereas if it's not a zero day it's just a vulnerability it's something that they know there's a back door they know somebody can possibly do it there's case studies for that it's a known issue there's probably probably not doing something right right zero day there's really not much you could have done about it is that fair um well actually i mean they're the same thing except one's being exploited one's not there may or may not be a patch it usually isn't it's just brand new all right it's a vulnerability so they found out that hey if you do x y and z Somebody can break into your computer, and here's how I can prove it. Now, currently, nobody's exploiting your stuff, but okay. that's a vulnerability versus zero day. Someone 
is actively using this and getting into your system or hacking or doing whatever they're doing. All right. Fair enough. So we got this thing going on with Exchange. Right. Um, so we knew it was going on. Uh, we got a little further details here. So now we kind of have a timeline here. Uh, Microsoft learned about this back in early January. Uh, there was active exploits, and this was going back all the way at least to 2010. Uh, so, so, so Exchange Server 2010, um, all the way up to the very newest, uh, uh, 2019. And they are, uh, they, Microsoft actually released uh, backwards patches, uh, patches to go back into even the 2010 that are no longer supported by Microsoft, which has kind of shown you how dangerous and how uh, crazy this one is. Um, Right now, they've confirmed 30,000-plus U.S. servers are actively See, I was going to ask you, what's the scope of this thing? Well, 30,000, that's just U.S., and then there's hundreds of thousands, they're saying, between one and 400,000 worldwide active backdoors that have actively been exploited. Now, here's another... So this does not affect people with hosted, like Office 365, correct? That's what they're saying. So far. So let's just go with that as a given. Right. Uh, do you know the percentage? And we're just talking about uh, IT companies, MSPs that manage... Um, small, mid, medium-sized clients, what percentage of their clients use Exchange Server? Like, like on-prem, the one that's the one that's vulnerable here. Uh, I don't it, know that statistic. It, it's only about 25%. So 75% of them have already moved. Okay. So when you're, and I'm just trying to put this, the scope on this, that, that 30,000, only 25% of the uh, companies being managed by an MSP are, are in the mix. And 30,000, I'm just saying it's like most of them. Or, right. or you could almost even say everybody that has hosted Exchange has been compromised, right? They, they are I think saying we, that. Okay, they are so saying that. We, we, we actually da uh, dove into that last week, if I remember right. Right, yeah. And I'm only bringing it up because I was on a, a security webinar earlier this week, and they were talking about it. And I was I was kind of surprised, honestly, that that even 25% were still using on-prem. Yeah. Like. This should. Have, this is one of those cases where I think people should have just moved to the cloud a long time ago, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm There's, a slow I mean, adopter with this. I don't. I don't like everything in the cloud, but we moved to Exchange, host uh, Office 365. What? It's been a couple of years, isn't it? Been a couple. It's yeah. Been a while. So. I mean, but there's uh, there's reasons. No, there are absolutely. Um, it, it's just just a, a side note. Yeah. It was just kind of interesting when I, 25 percent are still there, and of those, it's pretty much 100% that are Yeah, just that, uh, damaged. in fact, uh, what's, the, what's the new uh, cybersecurity uh, government? Is it CISA? Yeah. Yeah, CISA. So they announced, assume 100% breach. Assume. As if you have yeah. on-prem exchange, assume you have a backdoor, at least two or three. Assume you've been breached. Uh, remediate as soon as possible. And uh, here again, I'm trying to keep it on, uh, or at least introduce some layman's terms. Uh, backdoor. Just tell people in again five seconds or less. And by the way, you missed the five second mark last time. What's what's a backdoor, <laughs> Joe? Uh, it's a door in the backside um, into a server. It's somebody has the capability to get into your. Somebody server. can get in without your knowledge, basically, right? Yeah, okay. and they're, they're, execute you know yeah. an administrative command. Usually full rights, full access. Yeah, that you get, don't know of. Right. Okay. Basically, so we can yeah. assume everybody with an Exchange server, somebody else has control of your Exchange server. Yep. Full control. Yep. Okay, go on. Um, so CISA's come out. Uh, they've announced uh, widespread domestic and international exploitation of the exchange server flaws. Uh, they're blaming China. They say this is a state-run uh, China Poor China. attack. Right, yeah, they're exactly. always victimized by this. Um, <laughs> state, uh, you know, uh, independent researchers have verified that 
China, but also the, the other big guys, Russia, North Korea, they're all in on this. Yeah. Uh, it's a known exploit. They're actively in there. Um, now, are they, they saying like nation state attack or just? Right, nation state, right. Really? And so, really? But again, this is kind of a gray area. And sure. then you get in the political realm oh, yeah. of what's oh, yeah. really going on. Um, you know, is it just because they're in Russia? Are they Russian funded? Introduce conspiracy theory here, right? Yeah. Well, it was our own government that did this and right. they're blaming China. And we are doing this. I mean, yeah. it's not nothing new. It goes both ways. It's no news. Yeah. The U.S. is doing all the same crap. They're just, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so they're verified. North Korea is in there. Russia's in there. Uh, they're all currently exploiting. The scary part is we only know so much. We only know what backdoors are currently there, which is like two or three. Yeah. And so we can mitigate one or two, but we're waiting for the second wave of where the unpatched uh, backdoors. It's like, oh my God, I just found there. a new one. Yeah, like exactly. That, right. Because <laughs> the scary part about this is, okay, so step one is there's, the, there's the, the breach, right? So there's an active exploit. So somebody can get in and do stuff. Yeah. What we don't know is from January to March, when they finally, Microsoft finally, gave the patches out and announced, hey, this is a thing. Uh, those bad guys could have already gotten in and created other backdoors right. for themselves. And so even though you patch that one vulnerability, they've got whatever other stuff they've more. already installed. Exactly. Yeah. So they've got their backup plan and ca- you know, and their backup to the backup plan already there. Well, man, when you have admin rights to somebody's server, exactly. you can do whatever you want. Playground. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah. Yeah, so that's scary. Uh, so... As of Friday of last week, that was the last update. 82,000 of, of those. Uh, is that right? 82,000 of the 30,000 servers. <laughs> yeah, that didn't look right. That's what they announced. That's what CISA announced. 80, 82,000 U.S. Still servers not patched. still not patched as of Friday. Okay. So that's that's not that they have been. A, well, I don't know. It says this U.S. Is, servers. I don't know. Though. We'll have to research that. I'll yeah. have a stupid update next week. Okay, good. It'd be good. even stupider than this one. <laughs> Yeah, and so they're still waiting on that back door. So that's that's what we got so far. Um, so I'm going to get a little technical for a second. Okay. Uh, one of the things that was on this webinar that I listened to is, you know, because we've not been in this particular situation, but we've definitely had to work with breach servers Yeah. where you don't really know how they're getting in, uh, you know. And so the common thing to do is just, well, restore from backup. Yeah. And they were they were talking about how, you know, the – we still today don't know if you can restore from backup from three months ago, six months ago. They they don't really know. And so a lot of companies, a lot of IT companies were just restoring from backup, bringing the data over and saying we're good. But as of that recording a couple of days ago, they didn't know. Sure. You know, if, if you're restoring. Right. In that fact, they've already it, been in. Yeah, they've right. already been there. Right. And even if you go to the backlogs and say, oh, well, here's when they started doing stuff. They right. could have been in there months and months or years even previously. Yeah, it's, and put uh, in those second back doors. This is an ugly one. Yeah, it's an ugly scary. one. All right, what else is that? Is that it for the update? That was our update. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna move on to our our tip of the day. Tip of the day. Tip of the week. Tip of the week. Right. Don't download anything that you're not authorized to download. Well, to do so I'm gonna call all okay. bullshit on that because like people are gonna download stuff. People do download stuff. They're going to download, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if we're getting technical, every time you open a browser, you're downloading stuff. <laughs> right? I mean, so let's clarify this. What are what are we really talking about here, Joe? Well, I think the, the operative word there is uh, authorized, not authorized, I guess. Okay. Um, especially on a work computer. You shouldn't be doing anything personal on your work computer. Uh, that's just a, a blanket 
It'll save your ass. Well, down the so road. what I'm going to push back a little bit is maybe step one to this is you have to define as an organization what you're allowing your people to do and not do on their computers. absolutely. So that's that, where policies are right. Are I'm, I'm just man, we're I'm I'm hammering policies lately because if we don't have those in place, that's why I'm saying don't download anything you're not well. I don't know what I'm authorized to download. Exactly. And I'm, who's authorized? I'm listening to Spotify. Right. That's a download. Yeah. Uh, am I authorized? I don't know. Check your policies. Exactly. So, okay. So go anyway, on. Go let on. me read this guy. Okay. Uh, so you have a big file you needed to get over uh, to your printer yesterday, and you can't get it to send via email because the file's too big. What should you do? The right thing to do is contact your IT department, uh, MSP, that would be us, or you know whoever you got. So we can assist by installing a secure commercial-grade file-sharing application. Uh, what you shouldn't do is download a free copy of Dropbox, uh, create a you know insecure password on an insecure account that has the same password as all your domain stuff, blah blah blah, and some other file sharing software without telling anybody, especially IT. <laughs> yeah. Dropbox and other free apps come with a price. Security applications aren't known; uh, they're known for security vulnerabilities and hacks. Plus, we don't, if we don't know about it, we can't manage it or secure it. Uh, you're going to have dis- issues down the road. You know, just functionality, not to mention the security side. Golden rule is this. Never download any software application without checking with your IT department first. Right. And going back to the policies, uh, definitely be trained up on that and make sure that your staff is being trained on that to know, you know, maybe maybe you allow Spotify, and that's cool. Well, let make sure that everybody knows that, and your IT staff can actually make sure that a secure download is installed, and not, not to mention the updates or patches are installed right. automatically. Yeah. Um, because that's another another vulnerability is let's say just just like Exchange, everything's got updates. Chrome had a big vulnerability update to patch today. Really? Yeah, I did not hear about that. Second one. in two weeks, uh, update immediately. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So by the way, update your Chrome. Yeah. <laughs> get on it. Get on it. <laughs> or so yeah. Yeah, you you touched on something that I want to drill into just a little bit. Where you know where there's there's one major thing that's kind of obvious here when you download software. Number one, I mean, it could be infected itself. The software could come with a payload, uh, especially if it's free. Number two, um, it, it could have vulnerabilities later. So you've got to get the IT company involved or your internal IT staff involved in just knowing what software is on your computer yeah. for that reason. But then you, you quickly mentioned that you've got data that is now sitting on Dropbox. So one of the things that's becoming more and more important for us, Joe, is to protect people's data. Yeah. Um, IP, intellectual property, uh, trade secrets, whatever you want to call them, QuickBooks files, financial information, uh, because as as breaches, ransomware, whatever, become more and more commonplace, the level of extortion is going up. Yeah. So number one, we don't want to introduce the offending software that can encrypt your computer. But number two, we've got to know where your data lives. So that if we have to get in and find out, has data been lifted, exfiltrated from your your network and is now available for sale on the dark web, uh, we got to know where that stuff is. So Dropbox is a good example where you, you're using it temporarily to send a file to somebody. But do we know, uh, you know, as an IT company, do we know where our, all of our clients' data is? Well, right. we know if they're following rules. And by the way, if we have rules for them to follow, you know, we've sat down and had that conversation with them. Um, but it, it becomes really, really difficult and damn near impossible for us to help if we don't know where the data lives, yeah. right? And so pop quiz, Joe, do you know what data I have on uh, Microsoft OneDrive? 
Do I know what's on your OneDrive? Yeah. I mean, so this is this is just something I'm like I like to do. One of the main things I love about doing this podcast is I'm thinking through it every time. Like, all right, what what are we doing wrong? (laughs) You know, and there's one area where I, as the owner, feel I have the keys to the kingdom. I can do whatever the hell I want. Nobody's going to challenge me. (laughs) Uh, But here I sit with some amount of company data on Microsoft OneDrive. Well, that's better than Dropbox. But still, we need to know where all of our company data lives for all of us. So um, it's just I'm taking notes, you know, as I'm reviewing and rebuilding out our our standards and our policies. This is the stuff that clinks in my brain. So, all right, I think I've droned on long. I think I bored everybody to death about that one long (laughs) enough. Well, I got some more boring stuff. Because the thing that scares me is not just that, but the liability here, especially when you're dealing with like PCI compliance, HIPAA compliance. Uh, DFARS compliant, CMMC, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, so maybe you think it's okay to send this one file through Dropbox because it's too big. Well, if it's got patient data and it gets in the, you know, if you're not supposed to send any any kind of sensitive information like that, especially over an unsafe protocol, which depending on how your Dropbox setting, if it's a free account, I guarantee it's not HIPAA compliant or PCI compliant. Well, and uh, you mentioned CMMC. We've been doing those audits recently, yeah. right? And, and assessments. Assessments, sorry, yeah. Words matter, um, especially in this case. So one of the things you mentioned that you have to check is where the data comes. What did you call the data, by the way? There's an uh, acronym for it. CUI. Uh, There's yeah, controlled. Uni- uh, oh, crap. No, I put you on the spot. Yeah. You, you blew it. You'll come back to it. Unclassified so, information. Controlled, unclassified there information. There we go. Okay. So this, this data, we're just going to call it data, comes into the network. And by the way, this is for people working with DOD, correct? Anybody or contractors that do stuff for contractors that do stuff for the DOD. Right. But but it's touching DOD Anybody that touches anything, yeah. So that data that we're talking about, this unclassified information, we've got to know, uh, as we're doing these assessments, we've got to know how it comes into the network, how it's downloaded, where it goes, where it bounces around inside, and then how it gets back out to the next person involved, right? right. Is, is that accurate? Is that, yep. Okay. Um, and so this is just one more example of why it's so important to not put data places that aren't in the system, that aren't in the pro- policies, process, procedures. Like we've got to keep doing the same thing the same way every time. Yep. And if you've got to make a change to it, the IT people have to know about it. Yeah. Because we could be going in and, and signing off on an assessment saying, yes, here's how it comes in, here's how it's controlled, and here's how it goes out. But meanwhile, we've got a rogue user who's, by the way, just doing the best they know how to do, exactly. trying to get their job right. done, yeah. stressed out, overworked. I mean, yep. all the common yep. things. This isn't malicious behavior, but in trying to do their job, instead of picking up the phone because that takes time, they just upload it to Dropbox and now we're in violation. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, I'm not even saying I know what the ramifications of that are. And that's not the point They're of this. They're scary, though. <laughs> but it's, it's significant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, I know not everybody's working with uh, Department of Defense. However, I this, bet you a lot of people are dealing with credit cards and PCI. Yeah, is just about the same. It, it's becoming more and more important to keep track of our data and where it lives and how it's handled and stored and protected. And yeah. it's not just about the programs, the applications that we're downloading. Where are we putting our data? Yep. So, okay, I think I've derailed you enough. What else you got? <laughs> yeah, it? I mean that's that nailed it. Nailed okay. It. Okay. I uh, do have some uh, stupid headlines of the week. All right, let's bring up some headlines. All right. Uh, so one that kind of caught my eye. So the Department of Justice just indicted the CEO of Sky Global. Are you familiar with Sky ECC? No. So Sky ECC is kind of like a, it's, uh, 
Are you familiar with um, Signal? No. Okay. So Don't they, ask me questions like this on the air because I feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, they're encrypted messaging apps. Okay. So basically, let's say you have an iPhone, you have a... I use text messaging. <laughs> the messaging app that comes with a... Does yours just say messaging on it? It's got a little... Yeah, message plus or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's another one of those, only this way it sends encrypted chat. Okay. Um, meaning you send a message to somebody, they send it back, or you make a phone call, they call back. It's a fully encrypted. Can't get intercepted. Exactly. Allegedly. And you can't be read. It's not in plain text. Okay. You have to have the key to do so. Um, so this is one of those. Uh, SkyEC. It's one of the biggest ones. It's kind of bigger over overseas and like uh, UK and that kind of part parts. Um, well, the US DOJ indicted them uh, for allegedly aiding criminal enterprises to avoid detection by law enforcement. Are you serious? According to the indictment, Sky Global's devices are specifically designed to prevent law enforcement from actively monitoring communications between members of transnational criminal organizations involved in drug trafficking and money laundering. As part of the services, Sky Global guarantees that messages stored on its devices can and will be remotely deleted from the company if the device is seized by law enforcement or otherwise compromised. Here's, wow. That's what the U.S. DOJ is saying. Here's what the service is doing. It's encrypting the messages, saying... No one, not even them, uh, can break into the back door. They can't see what your messages are saying. And if you say that your phone is no longer with you or it's been missing or lost, it'll wipe your data. You mean like what we do with Office 365? Exactly. It's precisely that. This is a slippery slope. Except Microsoft has, uh, works with the U.S. government and gives them encryption keys. Wow. They, so this is overseas. They don't give the U.S. the keys. Because they believe in privacy and security, security, USDOG indicts the CEO. <laughs> wow, <laughs> pretty scary. That's, so that's messed up. And it's just one in a bunch of dominoes of yeah. It's it's scary over there. Privacy is a thing of the past, or, yeah. or an illusion. Yeah. Maybe we never had it. I don't know. <laughs> Dang. Anyway, well, that depressed me, Joe. Thanks well, uh, let me let me brighten your spirits here because <laughs> okay. I got some other news. Well, actually, no, this is actually even worse. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Molson Coors, you're familiar? Yeah. They make Coors Light, oh, yeah. Miller Light, no, Blue Moon. I see, I'm familiar with that. Fosters. <laughs> well, March 11th, uh, 311, they had a ransomware attack. Oh. Caused significant disruptions to operations. Ooh. So I haven't seen a full update on the story. It definitely, um, you know, the, it, it messed up the, uh, every aspect, every, every part of their operations uh, from delivery, uh, you know, even the systems there on site as they're uh, brewing and all that fun stuff. But, I did see some delivery trucks, big old Coors Lights, uh, driving out on Monday. Uh, okay. So possibly, potentially, they have a workaround, or at least they're working to get their systems back up. Uh, no further update from their, their CISO yet. So you don't know any details on this one? Nothing yet. Well, I, I that one better be an update next week. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll dig in. This is important stuff. Yep. And kind of a funny update. Uh, well, it's not funny to me, but it might be to y'all. Uh, latest Windows 10 update from last week. Um was causing blue screens of death, if you've heard that, if you're familiar oh, with that. Yeah. Crashes oh, yeah. computers uh, when you try to print. And that's for every version they've got of Windows 10. Uh, every time you try others. to print from any version of Windows 10? It's- so if you had a Windows 10 machine, uh, well, and it, it was certain printers. So it was Rico, okay. Rico, Axio, Dymo, and I believe Canon, which really? are very that's big names. That's a lot. And it's every model, every version. And it's for every Windows 10. When you tried to print, it would crash. Unless you have this, you know, 
they they've since pulled that pat that I part. I imagine they yeah. But if you've already installed it, or you know, you have a, a functioning active uh, good IT company, you've already got it installed. But if you have those guys, they've also pulled that patch with the script that they've just released a week later after figuring all that out. <laughs> you know that there were some really pissed off IT people for a long time working on that. Oh one. <laughs> boy! Well, you're looking at one. So I was going to ask, did you have to deal with this before? Well, uh, I don't. We we did it proactively. Okay. Um, there was only one instance where I heard of my computer just crashed. Yeah. And I only put it together afterwards, after we'd already been dealing with the okay. centralized service side of yeah removing the patch and updating, but making sure security we're just updates doing that are all stuff there. Anyways, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dang. But yeah, just another 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 Windows update bites the dust. <laughs> Anyway, that's our stupid updates. Listen, you can't be 100%. I'm just going to say that. Hey, yeah, I've written code there. before, and sure. man, you can test that stuff six sure. ways from Sunday, but stuff gets by. Hey, yeah. Well, so, I mean, poor Microsoft. Yeah, poor Microsoft. <laughs> that's what we're all thinking. I feel bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, what, what do we got? We've got a teaser for next week, Joe. Yeah. Um, it's disturbing, but very real. It's creepy. Oh, I'm. I am on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be, to be continued. Okay, so something creepy. We'll be here next week. All right. Okay. So it sounds like you're out of out of things important to say, Joe. Well, I wouldn't say that, up. but let's wrap it up anyway. Okay. So guys, we're gonna just finish with the ever present offer for ten minutes of my time. Uh, jump on our website. Go to mastercomputing.com/discovery/discovery. Sorry, mastercomputing.com/discovery. And, uh, you know, for whatever the issue is, it can be security related. It can be, you know, just general questions, productivity problems, um, whatever. You want help building policies? Let's talk about it. You know, in 10 minutes, we're not going to build all your policies, but we can certainly talk about that. But really, that's step one. By the way, guys, this offer goes out to clients, to uh, any business in the Dallas Metro, really. Um, You've got access to my calendar. As long as there's availability, definitely first come, first serve, but usually I'm able to squeeze people in. So take advantage of that, mastercomputing.com slash discovery. Do not find yourself stupid or irresponsible. <laughs> Be proactive. Get your stuff together. And, uh, you know, let's win this war that we're fighting with these uh, bastards out there. <laughs> That's all I got, Joe. Anything else? No. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. All right, guys.